All righty. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Modcast. I'm your host, Chris Perry, also known as CP Legs, and I'm here with Tyler Bedson, the other host. I don't, again, still don't know how this host shit works, but here we are. Um, I asked you last time what animal you felt like, and rudely, you didn't ask me in return, so I feel like a chinchilla. Anyways. <laughs> Why? <laughs> I just usually feel like a chinchilla. It's either that or a koala, depending on the day or the the time of the day. Later in the evening, I usually feel like a koala. Most of the day, I feel like a chinchilla. If I'm upset, I feel like a porcupine. So, just a little bit about me. How are you doing? Pretty good, man. You know, just chilling, getting ready for the day. Mondays and Tuesdays aren't too bad for me lately. You know, I've kind of got my schedule set up. So, it's Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And if we got competitions, it's Saturday and Sunday. But... Yeah, it's yeah. Nice. It's been nice. Yeah, I like the way that you set up your schedule. I don't do that. I basically just sporadically do all things chaotically because if you, if anybody saw me, well, I've people have seen me work in a day, and it makes no sense how I accomplish all that I do, but it works. Um, I'm just still catching up because, and we'll talk about prep and stuff with cognitive function, as that was one of our questions. Um, I'm still catching up on life as the last two weeks I was worthless to the world. So um, yeah. but anyways, so we got some topics today. Um, we talked a lot about coaching and staying with coach and requirements as far as competing goes. So we're going to talk a little bit about education and experience requirements um, for coaching. Uh, talk about how the criterias of bodybuilding have changed and just in general how bodybuilding has changed in the last few years and then um, poaching clients and kind of whatever rabbit hole we travel down in between that. So um, you want to start with education and experience? Yeah, yeah man. I can talk a little bit about that because I have my views on this and like I, I know you have similar views too, but sure. you know this, this is coming from somebody. I have a bachelor's in exercise science. Mm-hmm. Um, I went to school int- originally with the intent of doing physical therapy. I was, mm-hmm. was going to go to PT school afterwards. Um, I went for exercise science. I was always around the gym and around the, the University of Kentucky Fitness Center. So I learned a lot of stuff about, of course, the field, but I started coaching while I was in school. Mm-hmm. I never thought it was going to turn into what it is today. Yeah. I had, that, that was never going to be like, oh, my full-time job is going to be coaching. Mm-hmm. I see a lot of people trying to do that these days. But I went to school for four years for my bachelor's, got my bachelor's in exercise science. Yep. Uh, you know, Laura's got her master's in exercise science. She's actually write, writing her dissertation paper over reverse dieting for females and the effects on hormones. Incredible. Which is actually really cool. Um, yeah. So it's going to be some of the first uh, journals about – and publish journals about reverse dieting for females, which That's I think is really fucking cool. Shout so, out to mama. Yeah. We both have great educational backgrounds um, mm-hmm. and we both coach. Yeah. Um, but do I think it helped me a lot with my knowledge on coaching? Not really. Yeah. No, I, I think there are some things that like I, I could say, like um, I did have a sports psychology class, which I like to talk about a lot um, with mm-hmm. uh, Dr. Cormier at university of Kentucky and if anything helped me with bodybuilding coaching for going to school, that was worth every penny. Yeah. Um, I think he taught me a lot of stuff of how to push my clients and get them past mental struggles 
how to be honest with them, how to give them rewards when necessary, how to communicate in effective ways to make sure that they reach their goals whenever stuff gets hard. Because I think a lot of what bodybuilding coaching is and general nutrition coaching is, is it's reading each individual client and learning how to coach them in their own way. Yes. Yes. hundred percent. I think so. I think, you know, kind of speaking very briefly on my experience and how I became a coach. So obviously I coached myself for about six and a half years, probably seven years total of the decade I've been working out. And as I've discussed before, I'm very much obsessive with things that I enjoy. So I spent most of my time in high school and in college when I went to college, um, reading elite FTS articles and Westside Barbell stuff and just kind of learning all the time. Every second that I could, I was learning anything and everything related to fitness, nutrition, you name it. I probably studied it pretty religiously because I just thought it was the coolest thing. I still do. Um, so I, uh, you know, at that point when I decided I wanted to coach or I, you know, I decided that kind of before online coaching was, had a name before it was like a coin term. Um, but at that point I'd lost a hundred pounds, gained it back, lost 80, you know, went through bulimia, this, that, and the other. And, um, I helped one of my high school best friends, Matt lose 130 pounds in about a year. And that's when, when I saw how that changed his life, I was like, this is what I want to do forever. Like, that's the coolest shit. Like that gives me purpose. Like what I'm doing in bodybuilding is a very selfish endeavor and truthfully does not provide me a lot of fulfillment. But what makes me feel whole as a person is helping other people. And I always knew that I wanted to be my own boss because I don't conform well to authority. I'll have to share my job history one day with you guys and you will laugh because it's extensive. But um, I knew very quickly that that's what I wanted to do. And so I started paying people to try out my workouts when I was, when I graduated high school, I was writing plans because I got really into programming and powerlifting programming specifically into like Olympic lifting with like the Shaco method and stuff. And I was trying it out all on myself and I was like, well, it kind of works for me. I want to see if it works for other people. So I was paying dudes to just try out my workouts to see if, how they liked them. And, um, I went to school. I did, uh, two semesters, uh, and, uh, originally I was going for nursing because I was supposed to be a nurse practitioner, which is like the funniest shit ever to think about. Um, <laughs> but I, I, had a, I was doing a, Tennessee has a Hope Scholarship where you can go to community college for almost free, and I was kind of paying my way through school. So I was just trying to cram as many hours as I could into that year or two years I was supposed to be there, try to get as many education credits as I could before I was considering transferring. But I knew deep down school wasn't for me. Um, school has always kind of come easy for me. Um, and so I just didn't know how to study yet. You know what I mean? Like I came out of school with like a 3.9 GPA and I just partied a lot. And I took the ACT the night after or the morning after homecoming and I was drunk and I made a 32 and I was like, this is easy. And then I went to college and I got punched in the face really hard. It's different, man. It is. It is. And I didn't know, I didn't know how to do anything. I I mean, I, I really didn't. And I needed to be humbled like that. And I'm fortunate that it happened the way that it did truthfully. Um, but I did a dual major. I, originally I was doing nursing, but I switched to a dual major in exercise science and nutrition. And I just took as many, basically what I deemed kind of like fitness related classes as I could, like concepts of health and wellness, sociology, nutritional sciences, exercise sciences, like applied stuff of anatomy, physiology. I just took whatever I could to learn whatever I could. And I've kept all of the books for a reason. And 
And then I left after my first year because I was like, I, I know this isn't getting a to me. And, and like I said, I admire those who go through school. I, I truthfully respect people. And in some regards, I'm jealous of people who had the level of commitment to do it because I quit very quickly into my you know educational career as far as that goes. But I didn't feel as if a degree was going to make me a better coach or necessarily dignify me as being a better coach. I just knew that how I my physique and how I worked with clients would get me there in time. It still took me, you know, it took me six years to get my coaching business to be full time, but I knew I was going to get there. Right. So I got my NASM personal training cert in 2016. I started training people. I was fortunate to be mentored by a couple of really good trainers locally that taught me a, a whole lot at the time. And I trained, you know, on and off for four years I've trained at, you know, I manage gyms. I've been head of PT at a couple gyms. And throughout all that, I was just learning to coach and just kind of going through it and figuring it out as I went. And, um, you know, then when I signed on with you and I saw how you operated and I found out the amount of people that you coached and how effective you are with each of them, I was like, how does he do this? Like, I, cause I couldn't fathom it because. I'm not, I wasn't great with time management or really, cause I was doing it my own way. And, you know, I was working full time. I've worked a billion different jobs. And so I was just trying to wiggle it into my life. And then, you know, I took your mentorship and that really kind of altered a lot of my coaching approaches truthfully. And, and that's where I'm at. And so there's continuing education that I'm, I'm choosing to do later on this year, like J3 university and a PN one or the two that I want to accomplish this year. Um, but a lot of it's just trial and error. I think knowledge is great. Obviously knowledge is power, but it's the proper application is what matters, right? Like, but go ahead. Yeah. So I think the biggest thing of like, if you were to ask me where I got most of my education from and where I've learned a lot from coaching, I would say it would be the top would be mentorships. Uh, yeah. I've learned from a lot of coaches that have been better than me and where, where I want to be. Like, for example, you know, I used to go to do John Meadows, all of his online courses. Yeah. Like he would do like little ones where he would invite people in. Um, I learned from Alan Kress for two years. I learned from Jason yeah. Theobald for two years. And right now, you know, I've worked with Andrew Vu going on almost three years. And yeah. these are all people that I consider that, you know, have done more than I have. They're all like, Alan and Jason are both pros who coach multiple people have their own certain fields that they kind of do now. They're more into like functional health. And then Andrew Vu has coached multiple Olympians, like some of the top people in the world. Yeah. Um, so of course that's who I want to learn from. So yeah. I'd say that would be one of the main things next would be experience by far. Like you said, yeah. you learn so much of this stuff by experience and getting the opportunity to work with people and trying things on them that you've learned, figuring out what works best and what doesn't work best. Yep. And it's over time you learn that. And then a third thing, another thing I think a lot of people don't think about that I've learned a ton from is forums. I've yes. been a member of so many different yes. forums for yeah. years. And I would read through every single thing. You know, people would have their prep logs on there. And I'd be like, oh, that's interesting that they do this. Oh, that's an interesting meal they do. And yeah. There's so many resources to learn, but I think there's no set way to learn about bodybuilding. No. Like, 
it's like people were like try to come in here and they just try to do it and i'm like and i can really tell i'm like oh this person has no idea what they're doing and you can tell oh it's like you didn't learn anything from anybody yet you've coached yourself this whole time there's no way you know shit yeah well my thing is too within that like i think ultimately i think the best investment you can make is is obviously hiring a coach and a good one and I think it should, at least to me, it's pretty easy to look at someone and know if they're a good coach or not. But that being said, I think, and I kind of went on a rant about it last night, um, and thank you to everybody who listens to my rants. They're hilarious to me because I get mad and angsty. But I think that a lot of, in hiring a coach, you should be able to look at their transformation, right? And see that they've come from, you know, maybe nothing necessarily and made something really good of themselves. Because ultimately, I everything that I do and provide as far as insight and a plan for my clients, I have done on myself always. I have never done a thing without trying it on myself first and knowing how what to re, how I reacted, what happened, the notes, how I you know if something went wrong, how I fixed it. Right? I don't feel comfortable doing something for someone that I haven't done to myself. Right. So I think that's part of it. I think if you you go to some of these people who call themselves coaches who are, you know, genetically gifted people, but they've always just looked great. How do they how how can they empathize with your struggles or walk you through your struggles when they haven't been through those? You know what I mean? So I think the first step, if you want to become a coach, that's awesome. I love what I do. It's great. I've wanted to do it for years. I've spent my time learning and and doing it for free for a very long time before I felt comfortable ever saying out loud that I was a coach. Like I remember last year when I was talking to you, like when we probably like halfway through prep, you know, I was a roofing contractor last year and I hated it. And I remember I just, I, I sent you a voice memo and I was like, dude, I am fucking fed up. I want to be done with this. I want to coach full time. What do I do? And you're like, I didn't even really know that you had been coaching and I was like, yeah, I've been coaching for years. And I like showed you my transformations. And he's like, well, you don't talk about it. You should probably just talk about it. And I was like, oh, because like even my imposter syndrome was like, I don't know if I'm good enough to be just like, oh, I'm an online coach. But I had the education experience and transformations to back myself. But then you get some people who don't have any of those things and they're an online coach and you should do their three week shred challenge or get their coaching scholarship. You know what yeah. I mean? And that's crazy I, to me because it's like these these people are advertising coaching with zero results. Mm-hmm. And then you have people like you who actually have results and like shown client work and you're, you're not like you're just not showing it. Yeah. And yeah. these people are getting all their clientele off marketing. Yeah. With no clients. And I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah. If you do listen, I'm just going to say this right now and I will die on this hill. If I see another soul post a three-week shred challenge as a way to try to get clients, I will beat the brakes off of you. You are the worst. I do not like you. I don't respect you. I am so bothered by it, man. I really am. Um, but it's one of those things, dude. Like I said, I've been. I, I feel like an old man in saying this. Like everybody's a coach. Everybody and their mom's a coach at this point, and that's fine. If it, listen, I, I look at it like anything else. If these people, all these people who claim are coaches are good and they're making change in this world, awesome, more power to them. It's how I feel about like Planet Fitness. If people are going and it makes them better, great. I love the gym for that. I love that, you know what I mean? 
It's the problem is a lot of these people don't know that they have somebody's entire mental, physical, and hormonal health in their hands, and it's now their responsibility, and they don't know what to do with it, right? Like some of the plans that I've seen, oh my God, you know, like I'm like, this this is illegal. Like I just dealt with a coach, to, I'm not going to say who it is, who had a girl in Anavar for eight months. Yep. Eight she months. It's crazy. Like eight, eight months. And then it was like, just stay off for eight weeks and get your blood work done again. And then we'll start again. I'm like, why? Right. That's somebody who doesn't care about their, their clients. The thing, man, they're getting their money. And I, the thing is, it's like they're, they're literally taking on people for the money aspect. And then they're taking guesses on what to do with them. For sure. Uh, and it's like, I see it all the time. And it's, it's normally people charging like super cheap rates. Yeah. But you, you will see some occasionally I've had people start coaching like, in like areas around me where it's like they, they randomly become a coach and they're charging more than I do. And I'm like, holy shit. And I'm like, I know damn well that you have no experience with this, which in my point, in my opinion is key experience yeah. is key. like, if you're trying to charge like rates, like what I charge now and stuff like that, you better at least have the experience and put enough people on stage or else, you know, start lower, start where you are, you know, you can gain experience from people. That's what I did. And, and it's crazy to me. No, it, some people though that are charging like seventy five bucks a month, man, and it's like, what do you expect to get from that? You're getting the same plan as everybody else. They have no idea what they're doing. Here's my analogy to that. So, and this is something we'll talk about with industry standard rate because there is there is a economy to this as far as coaching goes, and and what a respectable rate is. If I go get my hair cut, right, I have three options. I can either go to the barbershop that I like. I can pay $40 for a haircut plus a tip. I tip 50%, so pay $60 for a haircut. And I can get the haircut that I like, that I want, that I know is going to be great. I can, or I can save some money, and I can go to Great Clips, and I can get a really shitty haircut. And I can save $40, but I have a shitty haircut. Or I can go to barber school. I can invest tens of thousands of dollars and 40,000 hours, I think, is what is required. And I can teach myself how to cut my own hair and I'll never have to do it again. Like, I'll never have to pay for a haircut again. Same thing applies with coaching. I can either go to the coach who's good, who usually I'd say most great coaches charge between three and $500 a month, $600 a month, somewhere in there, seems fair. Or I can go to Joe Schmo with no transformations who only post reels of them doing weird dances and shit. And they're going to charge $100 a month or they're going to give you a coaching scholarship and you're not going to see results and you're going to hate coaching and you're not going to do it ever again. Or you can spend a decade like I have learning and you can coach yourself like I did. Pick one. What makes the most sense? You get your money's worth, right? This is your health. This is your health. Like you were, you were investing in your health. Why are you going to cut corners? Period. Like anything else. There was one guy around here coaching for a while, and he would straight up, like, he would tell people to get on a bunch of random steroids, and whenever somebody would ask him, like, hey, what, why, what's the reason for these ones all together? This doesn't make sense. He'd be like, just do what I say. It works. God. You know why he said that? Because he doesn't know what it does. Doesn't. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the thing, man. Like, my clients, when they come to me, and I've I've gotten this feedback before. I've been told I give too much information up front, right? Like I have 
basically three introductory guides that I give that talk about just about everything that I've gotten an accumulation of these questions over the years. And I like to try to present it all up front just in case, because like we've talked about, some people are afraid to ask questions. So I try to give them as, you know, as little question gray area as humanly possible. And I charge what I charge. And then I literally today had a girl switch to me and she showed me her plan. She's prepping for a show. Her coach only gave her a macro goal for the day, like not even broken down meal to meal. Didn't tell her how many meals to eat. Um, she, her workouts only said like three sets of eight to 12, but it didn't even give specific exercises. It would say pressing movement, rowing movement, squatting movement. And he charges more than I do. That was the whole fucking plan. I was genuinely insulted, right? Like that's stupid. Cause this is like my pride and joy. This is my life's work. Right. People go to coaches like that and they pay all this money. And then whenever they're actually like going to inquire with a good coach, they almost are like hesitant to go because they don't want to get the same experience. Like, I don't know how many people I've had sign up with me coaching and they really they get their plan for me and they get their training and they're like, oh, this is what I've been looking for the whole time. Like, wow, thank you for actually making this detailed and caring about me and making this catered to me. Yeah, and it's what a lot of people will do is they'll take your money and then they'll send you out the same person's plan. Like you got if your name's Kate, you're getting Sarah's plan. Like, yeah. yeah, and that's just it's just the fact of the matter is that's what a lot of people are doing. And then they take more and more people and they just keep continuously doing that. And it's like a it becomes so cookie cutter. Yeah. And it's crazy to me. I, I and that's my thing, dude. I the gym I train at, there were five guys who were all prepping for the same show, coached by the same coach. And they all found out they were on the exact same plan. The okay. exact same. And they were all different. Different divisions, different size, different everything. On the same protocol and everything else. And they found out it was that dude's protocol from his show the year prior that he got from his coach. Yep. People do that shit, man. They're selling their own coach's plans. That is the slimiest shit that I have ever heard in my entire life. Like, Dude, it's, it's it, crazy what this can, industry is. Um, this this industry can be lucrative for sure, as we've seen. We've seen a lot of people make a make great money who are good at this, and so people get money hungry and they're doing it for the wrong reason. You know, again, I'm not trying to like toot my own horn, but I've been fortunate that I've worked enough like project management, construction based jobs the last few years that like financially I've been okay. So I've gotten to just take my time with this, like I wanted to, and only would have like ten or fifteen people at a time and kind of figure everything out very slowly. And then last year after I did your mentorship, I was like, okay, now's the time to take the leap because I know I'm prepared, right? And that's why I took the the leap to be a full-time coach, and I have been since. But again, it goes back to it. I took my time because I love this, and I want to do it for the right reasons. Like money's cool, man. Like money's really cool, right? It's great not being poor. Go ahead. I never started doing this for the money, though. That's the thing. It's like I didn't expect to make anything at all. Yeah. I remember I was happy as can be when I had 10 clients at $150 a month. And I was like, oh, wow, this is great. You know, yeah. I can, you know, I enjoy doing this. And now, you know, it's crazy because like you're, you're one of the very few people that this, but like I'm, I have 60, 70, 80 K months yeah, and it's taken me, you know, eight years to get here. Yeah. And it, I still love what I do. It's like yeah. literally I wake up in the morning and I coach so many people if i don't hear from people man i freak out like i get like anxiety like i write everybody's name down on a list on the day they're supposed to check in and you know damn well you've seen me if like if somebody doesn't check in i'm like you're freaking out fuck are you and for that matter like to have a coach that actually remembers your name checks on you 
gives a shit about you, be happy because there's so many coaches out there that it's like, if you don't check in, you know, yeah. one time, they don't even know what your name was. Yep. You're yep. Matt number 17. Yeah. You know, like I'm so emotionally invested in this, man. I, I, I will say like people who've seen me on like check-in days, it is extremes in either direction where I get really, really fucking excited when someone has a great check-in and then I get really, really sad the next person who doesn't. And it's, it's emotionally exhausting, but that's why I know, I know I love this. I'm passionate about this. And I just started doing it cause I, I loved it. And like, it, I don't know. I just don't understand people's motives and, and it's not really for me to understand. I just hate seeing people get misguided and going to the wrong people. Right. Cause listen, I, like there are plenty of other coaches that I, I will refer people to. Like obviously you, Lauren Austin and people around me, like, if someone's not a great fit, I'm not going to take them. I'm, I'm hey, the, go go this direction, right? Because I'd rather just see and be with the right people than end up going to the wrong person. Because that wrong person, you can ruin somebody if you coach them wrong. Um, so that's somebody could have all the potential in the world. They have the wrong coach, then stuff's not going to work out well. They're going to have a bad experience. They're going to quit. But they're hate it. Let's close out this segment. What do you think, man? Your answer. Do you think a a College education is required to coach. No, I do not. I can agree. I, I I, from not. somebody I have a bachelor's, I don't think it's required. I know too many coaches now that, you know, don't have a exercise science or nutrition background, and I think they're great coaches. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I, I know people that have education degrees or they, you know, were into accounting, and they're good coaches. Yeah. So – I do think that you have to have a passion, though. I think that you have to yeah. like, not like, I think you have to love people, man. Like, you can't get annoyed when people message you. You got to be patient. You've got to really know how to communicate with different people. So I think passion, experience, and knowledge from people above you is what would make the best formula for creating a good coach. Yeah. I tell people, be a fly on the wall. If you find somebody, around you that you know is educated and they know what they're doing. First of all, if they are open to it, ask them questions, pay them to ask them questions. It is worth it. You know what I mean? Like yeah. th there's a certain line to, to tread on that of where you don't just like, like I wouldn't just ask you before we did our mentorship and everything. I wouldn't, I would be like, Hey, quick question. Like I hate to ask, but so there's like a, there's obviously a line of respect in that because you are asking for somebody's education and wisdom and it's worth something. So I would, I would offer to pay, but just learn for a long time. Cause this shit's cool. That's what I'm saying. I'm just, a lot of this, I just learned for myself and now I'm learning it obviously for other people too, which makes me more excited because I love making people better, but I don't know, you know, we've talked about it enough. I think when it comes to this, like take your sweet time. And if you love people, the business will grow the way it's supposed to. It will grow over time. Mine has. If you show results, show if you show results and you show a passion for people and understanding and caring, your business is going to grow for sure. Like that's that was my ultimate thing. Is I loved people. I wanted to see them get results. I kept showing results when my clients won competitions. I was like, you know, ecstatic. I'd be one screaming yeah, in the crowd. Yeah, people yeah. probably witnessed me in multiple shows. Yes. Where I'm like. Yeah, yeah, like jumping up and down, you know, it's, it's, that's how it should be. Like how you want to actually see people succeed. For but, sure. Um, yeah, I think a lot of people can be a good coach, but you have to take the steps in order to do so. 
do for the right reasons. Yeah. So talking about coaches who do it for the wrong reason. So we kind of discussed it in poaching clients, clients being poached. Um, so I've, I've been tried to be poached quite a few times. And I know I t- so many people reach out to you, try to poach you. And it's funny because I don't think they understand that you send me I, all the screenshots and the messages and we talk about it and we're literally like, oh, I didn't know that person was like that. Yeah, <laughs> like wonder, you're, you're my best. to build their business off coaching. I'm like, you're my best friend. And every every once in a while, I'm like, dude, look at this shit. This is crazy. Like, I remember the the one that was the funniest. Um, I It was this guy. I competed in the Linda Murray Classic last year in Savannah. And I, I went to the bathroom to have one of my best friends look at me and this dude walks in and he's like, he's like freaked out. He's like, dude, you're supposed to be on stage. And I was like, what? Because it was a pro-am show. And he's like, aren't you a pro? And I was like, no, 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 no. I was like, I'm an amateur. And he's like, oh shit, dude, that's crazy. Like, and he started trying to like gas me up and stuff. And I was like, man, I appreciate it. Like, thank you so much. He's like, listen, man, like who's your coach? And I was like, Tyler Bedson. He's like, who's that? And I was like, my best friend. I don't like, he's my coach, you know, whatever. And he's like, listen, man, if you ever need help, if you have any questions, just let me know. And he handed me his card. And I was like, I just handed it back. I was like, dude, I appreciate it, but we're not doing this. We're not doing this. Like, there's, that's the thing. So it's it's gotten so prevalent that when I went to the last NPC seminar, Alan Sizemore, the president of NPC Tennessee, said, if I catch anybody backstage trying to approach other people's athletes, you will be banned from shows in Tennessee. Like, and I love him for drawing that line, but it's gotten that bad. Dude, backstage at a show is like, these dudes are on the prowl. The second people step off stage, if you didn't place well, you best believe they're going to try to come find you. That's the thing. It's like me and Laura make it adamant to be backstage for our clients and our clients alone. And I may congratulate somebody that I know personally or say like, you know, good job. But yeah. I'm not sitting there trying to fucking steal people's clients. I've literally witnessed people step off stage and I've seen people go up to them and be like, Hey, look good. Do you have a coach? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's like oh, probably. Shit, yeah. And it's like, well, and, and that's how some people are trying to make their come up with coaching though. Like they literally are targeting certain people that they see and then they'll try to get them to come to them in like the most sneaky ways possible. Like I'm scared to send some people to certain people for posing anymore because I'm like, what are they going to try to tell them? Are they going to try to get their protocol? Are they going to try to learn what we're doing? Yeah. Uh, are they going to try to ask my client like to come over to them, which, you know, that you'd be surprised how much that stuff happens. Uh, they'll do too, is they'll have their, instead of the coach themselves doing it, they'll have the athlete try one of their athletes try to do it. Cause I had it happen to me that. to one of my athletes in front of me. I went to go train with one of my athletes. He was a couple weeks out from a show and I guess he, there was another guy in his division who was there, went to the same gym. And I walked up, like I like, you know, hugged him, said, what's up, man? And just like kind of took a step back and was just, I didn't want to interrupt their conversation. And the guy's like, so, so what, what's your peak week protocol looking like? And my guy was like, well, it's super simple. Like we don't really overcomplicate things. And he was like, he's like, man, I don't know. My coach says this, 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 and this. And he's like, man, like if you need a better coach, let me know. And I just like yeah. stuck up my hand. I was like, what's up, man? I'm his coach. And he's like, oh, and I was like, yeah. You that's their key man they try to get you to they try to get the client to doubt their coach or like not trust mm-hmm. them and i've seen it happen so many times you know i remember Devin used to send me all the time people trying to poach him because you know they knew he was going to be good rightfully so yeah he sent it to me and he's like look at this fucking douchebag like shit like that <laughs> and i'm like god man but yeah. it's crazy how many people have made their come up through that like i see coaches all the time and i'm like if people only knew like you literally stole this person from somebody else they were already ready yeah, and then you basically put them on stage and put your name on it. 
Yeah, and, and, and I hate seeing it. Like, oh, yeah, this is my work. It's like, that's not your work. You didn't know anything you were doing. It's like some of like, these people are... Well, it's like if I walk a mile, right, and then you shove me an inch further, and then you point and you like, look how far we've came. You know what I mean? Like, that's how I look at it. Like, I'm like, no, dude, you you didn't do much. Not saying you, but like in general, like as the analogy goes, it, and it's just because, again, it's another thing that's becoming so prevalent in the industry. I'm like, listen, man, like, I, there's a lot of boundaries that I've set with myself in this sport, and I never want to be misconstrued or like perceived as unethical in my practices, right? And that's like, I'm very obsessive compulsive about it. Like, I won't, I'm careful about complimenting competitors. I've had to be too, because I'm like, I don't want to be known as that. And, you know, I, the thing is, it's like, I run so much, like I'm running a supplement company too. So of course, like I'm looking at some athletes as far as other people's coach that are coached by other people as possible athletes. For sure. So that's one thing I've had to start, like, uh, talk to some other coaches about because there was a situation back in, uh, what was it last year where it was a derby and I didn't even talk to this competitor backstage. We were just, you know, helping our own clients. And he contacted me after the show and asked me to be his coach. And his coach thought because we were backstage, like me and him have some kind of like, yeah, thing. And that wasn't the case. You yeah. Know? And like now me, me and that coach are completely cool. We understand. That's just like our business, like the way we do things, we want it to be as high quality as possible. So if we're able to be at the show, I'm going to be sitting back there checking on you, helping you pump up, um, really doing the extra mile. Yeah. And I, I know that other clients of other people see us doing that. And I think that does make some people interested. For sure. But, and no intentions ever of me being like, hey, you should come to us. Like, yeah. Or like, I'll have people reach out to me. I, like, I've, I very frequently, very frequently, it's become more prevalent recently. We'll have people reach out to me and they're like, hey, man, I'm six weeks out and I'm worried or whatever it is, right? This is what's the, this is the plan. What do you think? And I have to be like, Hey man, trust your coach. A lot of times I've, even, I've had to do it because I get scared in a sense and I don't want to throw them under the bus, but I've reached out to their coach before and been like, Hey man, I'm not going to step on your toes. Your, your, your athletes worried or whatever it may be. Here's the screenshot. I, I, do you want me to answer? Do you want to take it on your own? What do you want to do? And I've had some coaches who are great, who are super secure in what they're doing, and they, they'll either answer the question themselves or they'll have me even talk to them and we'll kind of discuss what's going on. And then I've had some coaches get mad at me. And I'm like, dude, I'm literally going kind of above and beyond not being a douchebag in this situation. Like, what, what more do you want from me? I've literally responded to people and I'm like, listen to your coach. He's a good coach. Like until you, you've failed until he's completely failed you or you guys just aren't working anymore or clashing, like you need to just listen to him and build together. That's the thing is like, I, I see so many people trying to pick up vulnerable people. Like, you yeah. know, if that guy messaged you, you could easily be like, your coach isn't doing stuff right. And you got to do what's right for you. Like stuff like that. Yeah. And, you know, tear them away and make them not trust their coach. But instead what I've started to do is like you said, I'll contact the coach and be like, Hey, just want to let you know, you may want to go ahead and have a talk with them. Like they're, they're mentally in a bad place. They might just need to explain why the plan is the way it is. And they're usually appreciative of that. For sure. I know I would be, you yeah. know, if, if somebody reached out to me, I'd be like, Hey man, like, uh, you know, can we go and have, I would top on the phone with them and be like, Hey, is, we need to go and talk and chat this out. Cause I want you to be comfortable and understand what's going on. Yeah. 
And it comes back to it, like most things in this world, with human interaction, it's all about communication. And a lack thereof usually is what causes issues. So a lot of these conversations can be fixed very quickly, right? Like a lot of times it's just explaining something better or just reassurance. But it's like, again, as coaches, I can't read minds as much as I wish I could sometimes. I can't know that someone's struggling unless they say, hey, Chris, I've got an issue. And I say, okay, let's figure it out together. You know what I mean? So I think that's the problem, man, is it goes back to just trusting in your coach. Like, I hate to say it, you're not always going to hit it on the head. We haven't always hit it on the head, and that is what it is. It's okay. We just move on. But at no point was I like, let me let me go to X coach because he'll change it. No, I have to start from scratch at that point because he's got to figure yeah. me out. We're You're still learning me, and I feel like I'm kind of over communicative with you. Like I share far. Right, what I need, man. You know what I mean? We know everything that's going on completely. We've, we've even drawn out details of what to do after this past show. And we, we were like, what can we do better? We're already starting to plan. We're already starting to do everything we need to do communication wise, Not, but yeah. stay away from you know, girls. Well, you know. It's crazy because, you know, people saw, see anybody do even good at a show. Like you could place, you could have placed one spot away from your pro card and you know, somebody would have messaged you and been like, you need me to help you get that one spot further. And it's like, that's not the case, you know, that, but they're trying to play into your vulnerability. I've had people straight up steal clients from me before yep. by playing into their emotions and being like, oh, well, you looked, you looked too depleted or you looked uh, too full up there. And it's like, no, there was just one person better than them there. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know, that's that's not the case. And but they'll they'll try to get them to think that something was wrong with the coaching when in reality somebody just beat them. Yeah. <laughs> you just lost. And that's okay. It's not a good feeling, but you just lost. And but we see it all the time. And we kind of watch we watch certain people that we know um just jump from coach to coach. Some people I think just clout chase through coaches. Where it's they've weird. got like their their brand, their team, and they're like, I just want to be a part of team whatever. And they're with them for a little bit, and they jump to the next coach, and they jump yeah, to their team that they think's cooler. And then they're like, Yeah, like I I'd never want to become one of those weird cult things, man. I kind of I think cults are kind of cool, you know. Well, it's, it's like a healthy cult where you're not yeah. fucking like. I, I see some of these coaching teams, and they're so involved in drama internally. I'm just like, dude. <laughs> it's so the thing funny. Is, like, what's weird is like I don't talk much, but I hear everything. Yes, I know you do too. And like, it's and yes. it shouldn't be that way. Where like, there's that much drama in a a group of people where everybody's hearing about it. It you it's, know, people confide way too much in me, and I learn way too much about things when I don't ask to. But again, we are in a sport, especially in a competitive level, where. We all get into this for our own reasons, but a lot of it boils down to insecurity. And you get into this place and you get up to a competitive spot, like you kind of have to be a little bit mentally unstable to be a good competitor as far as I'm concerned. And you put all those people in a room and it gets real funky really quick. Um, yeah. but if you, well, you, know, you got to keep in mind, if my opinion, like there's a normal group of people that do bodybuilding that like just like really love it and care about it. And in my opinion, there's like a narcissistic group of people that do bodybuilding because they like the attention that bodybuilding brings them. And they're all friends. Or they, they're all they, friends. they claim to be friends. They claim to be yeah. friends. They're um, like, we're all friends. But we're, we're getting towards the end. If we've learned this, the closing statement, don't be a piece of shit, please. Yes. 
that's get your get knowledge in bodybuilding before you become a coach. Learn from other coaches. Have a passion for it. Don't just take people's money. Yeah, or you suck, and we'll yeah, probably call you out eventually. We'll find you. We will find you. Yeah, learn it, love it, obsess over it. It will come in time, and yeah. won't be immoral. That'd be cool. We'd really appreciate it. So, any other closing statements? No, man. I think the the main thing to take away from this is don't poach clients. Yeah, and uh, share share our podcast. You know, if you guys like what you hear, or you like any part of the segment, of course, post it on your story, post it on your Instagram. Tell us what you liked. Tell us what you didn't like. What you guys um, want to hear about? We love it. What you this guys is want to hear about it. We've got a lot more topics coming up. Like we have a lot more ideas. Like we're, I'm realizing we had another two topics today that we didn't even get to. Shit. So. Yeah. Yeah, we're we're gonna we're gonna try to keep these at about forty five minutes each. So I think that's perfect for anybody doing cardio. And I finally figured out how to render things because I am I suck with technology, so I can have these episodes up relatively quickly. So you guys should probably be getting about hopefully three episodes a week is what is what I think I'm able to figure out and render. Um, but obviously that's subject to change. But who knows? But let us know what you guys want from us. Ultimately, here we are here to serve all of you. We love you guys. Like I said, leave us a review, follow us, notifications on, all that good stuff, message us, anything you want. That's what we're here for. So um, we will see you guys next time. And again, thank you for listening to the Modcast. Uh, you guys rock. So, all right, man. I will see you. Peace out. All right.